peace world. Let's delay this whole global annihilation thing, or at least until the planet got to see our and listen to our lovely broadcast. It's Upgrade America. I'm pleased to be joined by CJ Day Slayer. What we got on the rundown today, bro? Sing, sing, yeah. sing. We jumping right into it. Shout out to y'all. Happy Sunday. Yo. Um, shout out to all the vets who have fallen before us, and we're a part of that Yo. legacy, and we're grateful to be here. So shout out to you guys and girls. Um, throwing that out there for more, more for Memorial Day, just so y'all know. Uh, Hua. So rundown. How can we curb gun violence? Have Americans become soft targets? Mm. What would happen if gun sales were prohibited overnight? All right. How would white people feel if they were entitled to reparations from American slavery? Can we copy and paste the new anti-Semitic Hate Crimes Act and change the language to suit black people? By the way, where do black Americans stand? Do Iraqis have a grudge against George W. Bush? Does owning nuclear weapons make a nation state a superpower? What if employers can see your certification results on a global scale while well, a global leaderboard? And how are you upgrading yourself? That's, That's what we're interesting, interesting rundown we got today. But I mean, let's dive into it. Here I am rocking the, the hat. God bless the Second Amendment. And I stand by that. Tragic events that have occurred. You know, in regards to gun violence in Buffalo, gun violence, mass shootings in Texas. And I have to steal myself to stand by the Second Amendment because what is more dangerous than the psychopaths running around in the schools and grocery stores shooting are the psychopaths with power, the psychopaths who can oppress the people. You look at what has happened in Nazi Germany, then you look at what happened in the Soviet Union. You look at what happened in China in regards to genocide. Governments kill people. It is easier for governments to kill people when the citizens are disarmed. So I stand by the Second Amendment. My heart goes out to the family of the children, you know, who, 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 were, who were killed in that, that incident. Still, I, I stand by that right. Uh, CJ, what are your thoughts before we go into p potential solutions? Yeah, I'm pretty much, we are very, you can look at it both ways, but we're privileged to have the Second Amendment like built into our Constitution. Um, we do need to make changes. Like, it's time, but what changes we'll discuss. Um, it is important. I'm, I'm very, I'll be honest, I'm very desensitized to sh school shootings now, and it's sad because those kids didn't deserve it. Those people in no, Buffalo didn't not. deserve it. Um, and then was it that group in uh, Texas also, the Asian church or whatever? I think they got hit too. Um, I think it was right after Buffalo. I don't remember, but it's so frequent. And that's not what America is supposed to be about. So let's get that clear. It's um, really not. Yeah. So let's get into it. I mean, first things first, before we discuss legislation, we must, people need to acknowledge that law-abiding citizens do not commit mass shootings. People who abide the law and own firearms. So any legislation that, we, additional legislation putting it upon the people, it's, I, I don't wanna say it's superfluous, but it's, 
people who are law-abiding citizens are, are, are not the ones that we need to penalize with, with legislation. So taking the guns, no, 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 no. Let, let's not do that. What we, uh, in the Upgrade America policy for the future, it's an ebook you can get on Amazon. What was proposed before is putting the same tracking technology that's in your mobile device into future firearms. And then having a network where these firearms can be monitored. If these firearms are seen transitioning to, to schools, other places of, of public interest where where these weapons have no business, and I'm referring to high capacity uh, weapons that uh, rifles more or less. I, I don't want to say assault rifles, but like carbines, like your AK-47s, mm-hmm. like your M4s, your things of that nature, your your AR-15 class. Like, track them, for starts. Again, it's another encumbrance for law-abiding citizens, but if it could potentially stop another incident in the future, why not explore that option or, or, or think about it for future models? Um, but I think the best thing for deterrence that we can do is citizens arm themselves. Like, right now, that there are cowardly acts of violence happening in America because cowards. These are not honorable men. These are not war fighters. These are cowards who are going in with guns because we are soft. They know that not everyone is armed. They know they can run into a grocery store and spray everyone, and maybe one or two people will have will have a weapon. But if the precedent is set that everyone is packing, everyone is packing. Yo, perhaps then, perhaps then, um, you know, America won't be such a soft target. Because right now, America is soft. It's like, I love law enforcement. I really do. We hear former law enforcement defenders. Cool. But it's like, realistically, the AOR, the area of responsibility for a cop to be everywhere at once is not realistic. So, the duty falls on the citizens. We can't be like, take the guns from the people, take the guns from the people, and then what? What is your solution then? Because there's still 300 million guns in circulation. That, what are you going to do then? And then you still have 3D printers that can print guns. So what are you going to do then? You're taking the guns from the people. More people need to be armed. The precedent must be set that we are not soft. We are not soft targets. You will not run up in schools and you will not run up in grocery stores. Like you better be, you better be prepared to get shot back. And that's what the precedent needs to be. Mm-hmm. That's me on gun control. Uh, <laughs> all right. I ain't mad at it. Um, I had an interesting discussion with, uh, I call him enforcer, my homie, uh, Tyler. And we were talking about other ways for gun control. And he brought up something very, he brought up a really good, interesting things. He was saying, have a psychological personality test that's required to purchase a weapon. Have it done by a panel of psychologists. And it's like fill in the blank, uh, multiple choice, et cetera, et cetera. And you do that when you're getting a gun, right? I think they should raise the age to 21 for all weapon sales. because thinking about how young we are 
at those ages, especially as men, we're not all the way there. Hormones, He-Man he complex, Superman complex, so we need to change that. We we're talking about that. He also brought up something. The exceptions would be um, obviously military, obviously uh, law enforcement, former law enforcement, et cetera, that could kind of usurp those things. He brought up, what else did he bring up? We had a really good discussion about this. Um, we talked about having paying registration fees for your, each weapon that you own. And it the fee is different based on what uh, size it is, obviously, caliber or whatever. I say you got to maintain that every year and you got to do, say, uh, safety classes every year, stuff like this. Um, I was trying to think of other things. You got to you got to close the gun show loophole. You gotta close that up. You gotta have kind of the same standards you would have buying from an authorized uh, firearms dealer. Um, which, that's the tricky part. And like you mentioned, we did talk about this. 3D printing, can't really control that. What's already out in the black market, can't really control that. And then the other thing is you can buy like a lower receiver and build your gun piece by piece. So, which ties into 3D printing, but if you wanted to go a different route, you could do that. Um, because at this point, we were talking about this, these guns are already out there. So yeah. it's not like, and we see what harsh gun control does. It doesn't really solve gun violence. And we have plenty of examples of that. So. And that's why I would push back yeah. on, you want to do the psychological testing? Mm-hmm. It's, let me put the, put it into perspective. You're in a life or death situation. You're not a gun owner, but you need to become a gun owner because of a life or death situation. I don't want to put days of processing fees in the in the way of, of, of getting a person a firearm. I want to keep it expedited at the same time. Yeah, do we need to have further checks and, and, and to acquiring them? Absolutely. But how can we do this expediently? Um, we definitely need like where you're talking about what you up what you talked about upgrade America policy for the future. You would definitely have to put that in regional hubs to make that feasible for tracking all those weapons. First of all, that's something I just thought of as you're talking about that. So you would need a southeast hub, midwest hub, like northeast, mid-Atlantic, like all that. Anyway. Um I agree with you on what you're talking about because victims of domestic violence usually are the ones that suffer from what you described. They got a restraining order, they did everything right, and the person still ends up killing them. They talked to the police, they came up to the police, hey, da 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 da, I need protection. Even though I got a restraining order, he's not, he's not uh, adhering to that, or she. You know, there's some instances of that, we gotta be fair. But mainly, it's usually against women. So and that's one of the examples where I agree with you. You need something expedited because you've done everything you're supposed to do. Now you gotta protect yourself. Um, at the same time, you gotta think of retaliation. Okay, something just happened here. Now I'm gonna get something to go retaliate. So now you gotta look at both sides of it. You got different situations. So- I, I totally agree. And while I advocate for more gun ownership, we totally need a great reckoning as an American people because, yeah, if we're not, uh, more guns, it could, it's giving people easy access. Everyone would have easy access to violence. 
at the yeah. same time it, it could create a deterrent but there's there's really no clean and easy way to do this we need to acknowledge that the country was built on the second amendment rights we have mm-hmm. more guns than people here to stop guns right now to stop and i suppose that, that leads to the next question what would happen if gun manufacturing was, was just stopped over now because we're like no more guns you're so bad no more guns Ooh. well what let's be honest i'm gonna tell the american people and people globally we're one of the biggest weapon sales of countries in the world. That's one of like our bread and butter for profit. Like we sell a lot of guns. It's not even just here, it's abroad. Yes, so indeed. I don't see the government doing that because of the conflict of interest on that front. Um, but what would happen socially, underground black market, that's they're gonna get all the business. Them prices no, like- are gonna be crazy too. All types of guns, yeah, that's unrealistically, but banning these types of weapons, high capacity magazines and carbines mm-hmm. and such. But I agree, it would totally, the price of, of one of these on the black market is, is gonna go up. You're gonna create a whole type of, uh, the, the ATF is gonna have their hands full if, if they were to do a, such a ban. Yeah, another factor too, cause it's all in the same realm, if you were to make guns more expensive mm. how would that play out like curb gun violence um and then with the other thing you can't control i forgot to mention is private sales or gifts you can't really control that stuff so those are other loopholes that people can get weapons and a lot of these mass shooters i think the last few got them legally from either a parent or something like that. I think me and the guy Tyler were discussing that if the kid is like a minor, a person is like a minor or something, the parent mm-hmm. should be held accountable for that that crime. Um, we're kind of playing with that idea. Um, but I, I kind of agree there should be some transfer of uh, responsibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on if they were to ban guns overnight. Yeah, it would. It would actually. I feel like it would be worse than what it is now. I I, I think so too, and it's like for even people on the liberal side, at least think of Ukraine. I think that is the one thing that keeps our adversaries from coming into paratrooping into here because while to all our veterans out there, war fighters are held to LOAC, that's laws of armed conflict for all you civilians. Civilians, we are not. So any paratrooper comes flying in here, I'm like, So any any invading force knows that. But like, I don't know, man. It's, this is, nothing is good or bad at the end of the day like mm-hmm. such great freedoms and the ability to retain freedom come from the second amendment but at the same time it's a double-edged sword meaning it's it's duality it's not just oh the second amendment is good and there's nothing that comes nothing bad that that comes from it but me yeah. from my perspective the ability to to have some sort of opposition form some sort of opposition against a a tyrannical government mm-hmm. it outweighs 
the atrocities of, of, of mismanaging the Second Amendment. And I got another thing to add to that, especially Black Americans should definitely own weapons, considering the history that we've been through in this country continuously, so many cases, countless cases. We That should be a priority for us, first of all. I'm going to throw that out there. Second of all, any other ethnic group that is non-white American per se or whatever um, should do the same. And... The other thing I will say is, like I said, I do not agree and I feel messed up about these kids dying for no reason and like just people dying senselessly. We know that the cost of taking a life comes at a deep cost. Like, you know, you now you're tormenting your soul. We don't, we don't talk about that enough. So I would say, um, I want to see what these elected officials do. I want to see if they're going to put profits over uh, morality. I really want to see what happens now because the spotlight is really on them. And I want to know why are they so scared? If you already secured the bag, so to speak, career-wise, why are you so scared to go ahead and just push something revolutionary at this point? What do you, hold on, I'm, I'm, what are you suggesting the lawmakers should do? Like, uh, yeah, so they need to kind of take some of these um, suggestions that we're putting and put them into law. Like, y'all need to consider this, and it needs to be expedient. It doesn't need to take weeks. You can do this in a day or a business week and get this shit done. It needs to be federally first, and then the states, you know, we got to figure out, you know, because it gets a little tricky when you're mandating states, but at least if you got the precedent set federally, then you can kind of start talking to states like, hey, this is what it is now. Y'all got to adjust. So. And I want to inject. But go ahead. Oh, no, go. Please, I'm sorry. No, I'm just I'm just over them not doing anything either. Like at this point, you got to do something about this. Like we got too many examples of this stuff keep happening. You know what I'm saying? So we got to figure it out. So I want to say a dumb solution okay simple solution and it's it's just personal preference but i don't think anyone who's attending high school should be able to purchase a one a handgun and to a high capacity magazine a shotgun yes bolt action rifle yes I, I i would permit that but i would say a requirement and i'm just throwing this out there we're brainstorming right upgrade america mm-hmm. but like a requirement to purchase these weapons in the future perhaps would be a high school diploma. Ooh. Because there's uh-huh. a great conflict of interest where you have a, a, a kid who, who could be experiencing bullying, breakups, all the little hormonal BS that we juggle as adolescents and uh, in in high school. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think so. Texas is like the only state that lets you buy handguns at eighteen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Probably other states too that we don't know about. Okay. But um <sighs> well, shotguns, I yeah, I can get because kids hunt. And the capacity for a shotgun, some of them are like three three rounds. You know? So I I, I don't know. Yeah, um we'll see. We'll, we'll see how, what happens. I want to know the trial with him, the shooter. 
um, the shooting like turf. Uh, all of them recently. Because I believe I believe the one in Texas was killed. Was it killed? I could be no. wrong. Already I thought he was killed. Okay. I'm See, just really fact check, me, fact check me though. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's look. a lot, of, uh, lot going on in this uh, this this wonderful world. Um, what's the other topic? We can start kind of segueing to this. Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to say while we're doing research for that, like, what else uh, we said we had next on on there? Well, off the top, <laughs> I'll throw out the one uh, about the certifications. Congrats to, to you, by the way. Or did you show oh, thanks, the, man. your, your Excel certification before? Uh, oh, my mom is on IG Live. She says she believes he was killed, that shooter. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it now. Um, I believe he was, too. And, and, and shout out to Mama CJ for supporting <laughs> that tech. Yeah, she popping out here. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Mm. And there yeah, is a yeah, border agent did kill him. So okay. So he was that. Okay, cool. All right. Um, um all right, so what are we talking about next? What we got? Uh let's see. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, go ahead. If you got the run the rundown. Yeah, I got it. Um, okay. How would white people feel if they're entitled to reparations from American slavery? So you asked this question. Yeah, so it, it occurred to me, shout out to my, my lady nine love my life. Like mm-hmm. she just got her ancestry back and it was very diverse from like Filipino and Chinese to all types of uh, countries in Africa and European as well. But we discussed on a, on a former season that many white people have black ancestry and, and black genes in their ancestry. Mm-hmm. And I'm just doing a thought experiment how mm-hmm. if they had if a white person had somewhere near their family tree they descended from slaves they were technically impacted by slavery so even mm-hmm. if it's 10 percent, and maybe i'm asking you like mm-hmm. how would you feel if they were entitled to 10 percent reparation because then you have people who are half black yeah and- it's really tricky it gets really dicey um Hmm. I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like white immigrants, which became white Americans, have mm-hmm. gotten all of the financial gains and everything afforded to them already. And I feel like if they haven't taken advantage of it, they really suck, to be honest. Because from what I remember, um, like white slaveholders got paid for when we got released when we got free they got paid for that mm-hmm. so it's instances like that where i'm sitting here like wait a minute like nah like uh-uh. then when uh european immigrants came here and other they they were given land etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's like me personally i don't have no sympathy for that because more than likely you had the hookup somewhere um I think this is what I do think though, if that was the pop up, this thing would get passed really quickly. It won't be and this maybe, discussion. 
maybe that's what secretly why I'm trying to uh, add this diversity into there. I would, because if you even if it's ten percent, because then where do you draw the line? Are you saying if you're if you're half black, you're not you're not able to get it? And because I have ten percent of uh, European genes, do do I get a dirty? Going to discount my reparations? Like, <laughs> I think if we're really going to talk about equality. Really gonna talk about inclusion. It's something worth entertaining. Like, okay, you have two percent African American genes that descended from slavery. Somehow, if those genes are in you and they, they can be traced to slavery, you are impacted. Mm-hmm. You are impacted. Your your bloodline mm-hmm. has been impacted. So even if you're getting two percent of, hey, this is the payout. Let's just say, and I'm pulling out arbitrary numbers. Okay. Let's just say it's a hundred k. Is what the max payout is,、mm-hmm. but if someone had ten percent genes that could be traced back to to slaves to American、mm-hmm. slavery, they should be entitled to ten percent of that. That's the only way, and I'm not gonna say it's the only way. Okay. I would say if some type of legislation were passed like that, where included, where there is more inclusion, we had transparent DNA testing. Okay. That could link this lineage,、mm-hmm. then we would see a shot at reparations. I think it's really tricky because we have historical examples like、uh, immig- white immigrants、um, acting like they were Native American and getting all the benefits from that.、Mm-hmm. Um, you got those. In- you always got those incidents. Now、you、I'm not saying. You saw my Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, like for example, like.、Um, Well, we DNA testing now, so ain't none of that.、Yeah. Oh, you just checked. Oh, you filled in a little box by accident. It's、yeah. no. You're gonna spit in the cup. We're gonna test your genes, and if they're linked to the descendants of slaves, then you get paid after we buy all the Bitcoin. But <laughs> just that. Um. But let's see. My mom brought up some comments. Hold on. Let me see. She said something we need to look into that the ancestors have made have. How she put it? That the ancestors may have signed documents meaning not to sue. Let's see. Slave masters did receive reparations. Reparations are for FBA descendants of slaves, not other groups. And it is tricky if you half and half. I think if you're half and half, that's easier to identify than like ten percent. I think if you're half and half, that's a lot easier than ten percent. Like then you would get, I guess, I don't know, fifty percent, because we're all mixed up too. You gotta be real about it. Because if、yeah. ancestry is doing it and they're doing it as a novelty, they're doing it for for poops and giggles. Like, hey, I'm I'm this percent, whatever. If money and resources were pumped into this DNA testing, I'm、mm. more than sure they could get it down. They could trace the the, the lineage down. I'm, I'm very confident we can do that.、Mm-hmm. We have been, and I don't want to say fighting because black people have not begun to fight. We have been pleading for for reparations for a long time, and we have got little. We got councils where they're like, "We'll think about it," and、mm-hmm. not much has come for that. But I believe I'm throwing this out because you know, feds are they they tap in. Like, yeah, you know, what's up? Your,、uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, as well. But like after your holiday, take that to your superiors and like, let's get some action on this. Um, my mom said ancestor DNA is all over the place and African ancestor. They got so many different companies too. 
I did both. I did um, ancestry, and I did African ancestry. It's very interesting results. Um, with ancestry, it keeps refining. I noticed um, that. Well, no, African ancestry is just on the African, your African DNA more so. It looks for that. Um, ancestry is like broader. Um, what I, what I mean is like for my ancestry, it broke it down like I was from Malai, my ancestry is from Malai, so Nigeria. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bantus. Yeah. There's some other nations that, that slipped me. But what I was asking are, were those similarities from your ancestry? Were they similar yeah. to your, uh, your, your African one? Yeah, yeah, it was similar. Um, it was more 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 details in the ancestry as far as how many african tribes but because mm-hmm. african ancestry if i remember correctly they focus on like the biggest one and that's what they kind of focus in on but um yeah i did both it was very interesting like i said mine keeps refining my sh- man i look like nato eu but <laughs> it's crazy but mainly it's like african and then it breaks it down to what region my ancestors are from, which would be the Carolinas. So, but but still, they can trace I mean, from a timeline. They can still trace that that mm-hmm. from, from that DNA that your ancestors may have been slaves. And I, yeah, I did similar. Yeah. I did the similar thing as well. And I think it can be done. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. But what else we got on the rundown, bro? Um, real quick, I think uh, you have to look at the censuses mm. before slavery or after slavery or before slavery, whatever, whenever they start doing the census. That's one of the most accurate ways to figure it out as well, who was enslaved, because it has it on there. So now have- we, got, we got Mama His- uh, Mama Historian CJ on there. Do you think she knows when uh, they started doing the censuses and including, I mean, they always include the slaves, right? I think so, because they would have to count. Or, I mean, you go genealogy, depending on where your family's from, you could just go to the archives in that region, and you'd be able to find that stuff, too. Yeah, she said the census would be the key. 1800, I think she said. Hey, thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, so our ancestors are 100%. Yeah, my mom said our ancestor is 100%. Yeah, she was 100% Nigerian, my mom's was. Um, I forgot my I got my certificate somewhere. Um all right. Uh what we're we talking about. So next thing, uh can we copy and paste the new anti-Semitic hate crimes act and change it to the language to suit black people? <laughs> Once again, if I were a yoga master, I'd have to take my foot out of my mouth for uh, an argument or a discussion I have with CJ where you mentioned before that other ethnic groups have legislation tailored exclusively for them. Shout out to the to the Asian American community. Shout out to the Jewish community. Are there any more, uh, uh, how do you say, think, nationalities? Think, yeah, Native American. Uh, we said Native American. Now it'd be Jewish community and Asian. I don't know if... Middle Eastern got anything? I don't think so. I think Latinos. I'm not sure. It's a little fuzzy on. They might have got some things. I'm not sure. But where I'm, I'm going at sure. is that we need to. If the incident in Buffalo did not inspire Black people to desire 
if not demand legislation for our protection, now is the time. And more groups are lobbying this type of uh, this type of, of legislation, and they're getting it. And quite frankly, Joe Biden told the American people, "You don't vote for me, you ain't black," and you did. You still voted. And um, yeah. now they're shooting up these uh, so-called white supremacists are shooting up, you know, grocery stores and talking all type of rhetoric on online. I demand that that legislation. Mm-hmm. And if it means that we simply copy and paste legislation mm-hmm. that was designed for, for for to protect against hate crimes for other other communities, other groups, then so be it. Yeah. But it must be passed. Yeah, um, I don't, what, what frustrates me, my mom says they won't give it to us, they don't want to protect black people, because um, we're, we're looked at as the bottom of the caste system in America, and everybody wants to keep us down there, um, because, let's be honest, we show brilliance through resilience, mm. and, and so you don't want that competing with you equally. That's the reason why we don't get reparations. And shout out to uh, uh, shout out to Black Wall Street. Yeah, you mentioned, but still, what does that say of the the characteristics of, of the people in power? It's like we're gonna help everyone, but the black, <laughs> but the black community. So then, let's take it a step further. Okay. What does it say about black people? We're going to continue giving power away to people who put us at the bottom of the caste system. And they don't, to quote Michael Jackson, the late great, they don't really care about us. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, it starts individually and then group economics and all that good stuff. So individually, get your net worth up. Get out of debt. Mm. Um, get skills you know um, we need to get into logistics uh, we need to yes, get into indeed. engineering stem we need to get into um, media we need to have our own media apparatus we need to get into shipping uh, import export we need to get into that and start building with say the Caribbean Mexico all these other different countries on our own mm. we need to start doing those things then we can make we can make stuff move because we have the spending power. We have the educated as well. Yes, we do. We just got to put it all together. I was, I was getting to ready to say, how do we get that collaboration? And that's what we really need to get all the, the brilliant minds together, all the resources together. Uh, <sighs> I got some ideas, but they're, they're far out there. Uh, uh, let's see. My mom said someone's pushing these kids to do these shootings. I listened to an interesting podcast mm. about a white lady with her son. It was good to see that perspective. She said, yeah, it's so easily done to these kids. And it mainly happens through the online gaming community. That's I where a lot of that happens. The desensification from the violence from the game. Well, not only that, the people that are also playing are subliminally throwing in these messages of hate oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Right? That. She said she caught it with her son. She, But she said to white parents, don't freak out. Start asking questions and get them to explain and understand. That way they will tell you stuff. That way they don't shut out because put that, the put right man 
yeah, you're, you know, you're ra radicalizing. We know how this works. That's how it works in the Middle East and all these other areas is they prey on that uh, youth and inexperience and being an outcast and all this stuff like that. Same thing that works for cults as well. So it was a very interesting uh, quick podcast and I listened to it and she said, we got to have these discussions about different cultures. We have to have discussions like it's okay to be different. We got to have these discussions in school in different places. I think a lot of the problem too is these kids are not around diversity enough. I agree. I see that's what uh, my daughter's experiencing out here in the boonies where they hang Confederate flags on my block. But like, you know, it, it is what it is, being peaceful and whatnot. But um, there's the lack of that exposure. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, now I was agreeing with you. The lack of that exposure to different cultures, it's like you have that tribe mind and when you have an outsider that's exactly how they they do people and we gotta upgrade america but what you said you had a comment yeah no nah, my mom had a couple other she said there's plenty there were plenty of wall street black wall streets across america there's a bunch of communities like that i think detroit uh miami florida i'm thinking wilmington i believe north carolina um atlanta yeah. georgia um obviously black wall street itself Rosewood here in Florida, um, before it got like completely blown away, like burned down. Uh, it's a few other places too. I can't think of the top of my head, but my mom said we also need to form our own political party. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, it's not a bad idea. I think it would be great locally. Yeah. However, on a federal, for federal elections, the black vote of a party alone would not. The way you, you need to incorporate other cultures. But locally, yeah, heck yeah, I think that, that would work. But what, what do you, I don't know, how do you think it would work federally? You gotta do grassroots before you get to federal. You gotta do it bottom up. No, no, I'm saying best case you get every black person to vote for okay. that party. It still would it still be enough to that's that's what I'm saying. You need it, yeah, it needs I, to be more than just black people to to win a, a federal election. Yeah. You need state local yeah, state and local is the best way to enforce change because that impacts directly where you live. Then right. you could be ambitious and go federal. Um encouraged on this channel, like yo, even if it's just like there's a position for like head librarian or one of these offices, you know, and it's vacant, take it and, and escalate yeah. from there. But get involved in in, 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 in in policy and upgrade America and your sphere of influence. Um, yeah, and this goes back, Mom, we already talked about this a lot, but in education, we, we talked about upgrade America, how we need uh, living, breathing, American history from all ethnic groups to blend where all kids can learn everybody's history and have the scholars from those ethnic groups contribute their portion to what they contributed to America. And then, and only then, where we'll wipe out a lot of this nonsense, to be honest, because if you're doing this K through, I don't know, 16 or whatever, 
it's been around you your whole life. At least if you're not, say, getting it at home, you're getting it somewhere. So it's not like, especially now we're in the digital age, it's a lot easier to do this stuff. So I don't know. There's a lot of channels that where it's leaking in. But for me personally, and this is just the conspiracy nut and they like a lot of it is per design we discussed we have over 300 million of these so our adversaries can't paratroop in here they can't just drive up into enormity up onto our shores it'll be the roughest counterinsurgency insurgency ever but i think it's like subversion is the way that you take down and you cripple the american empire subversion through getting black or rather because we're not hating on white people white people they yeah. hate black people and then maybe to have some friction from there but to have the left hate the right and vice versa have some friction political friction between there and then just have all those three million three hundred million guns have them pointed at each other and then in that confusion in that chaos then uh, then america becomes weak and so i don't know like how do you combat that I don't know. I mean, and a lot of this, too, somebody brings us up, uh, a former athlete, but he makes an interesting point. He said a lot of this is classism, because as we can see right now, everybody that's of what we consider, what, what we consider middle class now, what, what would be the salary range for a household? Yo, if you had, middle yeah. class, believe it or not, it's like, I still say like under maybe up to a half a million. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you have it's half a million, it's probably still middle class. So if you're going off of that standard, most of America is in the lower class out of all ethnic groups. So if oh, you're going uh, I would say there, the middle class would start from between what let's call it maybe 60k to that half a million, and then under 50k would be a lot of time i don't know i'm going from tax bracket perspective but yeah I don't, i'm, I'm just i was just trying to put it in perspective a lot of this is just class and lack of lack of access to resources et cetera, et cetera. so uh, that's another factor too that we don't talk about because if you have a clean environment um you have access to things it changes everything dramatically i've seen uh social experiments like in different countries when they cleaned up the neighborhood parks made it well lit this 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 now um health goes up like community goes all this stuff so it does matter um that's why we say upgrade america you know now it's like um i'm listening to this ebook right it's about the french uh -huh. revolution and it's uh -huh. like my daughter's watching her cartoons. Sometimes I mute it and then we listen to this together. So she's taking it in. But it is very uncanny to what's going on, what was going on into in the 1700s to uh, what we are experiencing now. But it was, as you mentioned, classism. And mm -hmm. the people were just fed up. Evidently, you seen Braveheart? Nah, I've never seen it. It's a pretty dope, uh, dope movie with mm -hmm. Mel Gibson. But anyways, back in the day, King's dad wasn't in France, but anyways, King's had the the right to like more or less on your wedding night, sleep with your wife to consummate the marriage. That was one of the privileges that these these elite, the nobles had. Mm -hmm. And more or less the French Revolution was people were, they're just tired of these elites. They're tired of the classism and then they just, they just took over. What we're yeah. seeing now is the whole notion of to eat the rich. 
and that you see among the, the, the likes of AOC and, and what have you. And I'm just curious, like, what would what do you think would happen if the wealth was really redistributed? Hmm. That's a good question. I think it'll be in a bit of adjustment because you also got to remember people that don't have as much money are not used to that much money too. Uh-huh. But if so, they, but if they did it through communism and gave food like resources and stuff. I could see in a, in a certain light it sounds pretty nice, but uh, it wouldn't be America. It'd be something different. It'll be yeah, it'd be tricky because we saw an example of full disclosure. What happened with the stimulus payments when you're mm. getting that during during the blip? Um, <laughs> so you can kind of see like a test sample, but at the same time, you also seen people Black get new skills new skills open up businesses you did see that effect too so it really all depends on the individual at the end of the day it's going to come down to that individual are so resilient and and capable of adjusting you know and that's what uh that's what we're doing you know uh in upgrade america we pose we propose about like how to retrain some of the truckers you know, like we're we're seeing more of these. We're getting closer and closer to self-driving tractor trailers. Yeah, gun violence that. across America. Gun yeah. violence across America. Perhaps some of these truckers can transition into security, upgrade America, keep our schools and public places safe. Yeah, we brought this up too. Hire uh, veterans to protect the schools. Cool. Like that's a no-brainer. A lot of veterans are unemployed, homeless, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll protect kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, you have to, like that, they have but... to see that we are not soft targets. Yeah. And, and baby, you're, I can only think of a, a, a little a trembling little 18 year old who has no confirmed kills under under his or her belt seeing a, 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 an armed up, uh, you know, veteran who has kills under his belt who would make short work of this this little green uh puny cowardly scum that wants to shoot up school but again i'm just thinking out loud we brainstorm here yeah definitely all right something near and dear to your heart do iraqis have a grudge against george w bush (laughs) um clearly as you mentioned uh the the intel where there's a uh a foiled assassination attempt against George W. Bush and this is like it's really it's just right after he had that Freudian slip laughing about this conflict that killed millions maimed and killed uh, thousands of you know American war fighters veterans so like yeah you when you were when you engage in military conflict whether you're the president of the United States or even Mm-hmm. Even us, man. Like, there's no end to it, and you should watch your back because people take these things seriously. Everybody is someone's son or daughter, brother. Mm-hmm. Somebody is somebody. Everyone is somebody to somebody. So when you yeah. take them off the earth at magnitude, like uh, George W. did by by his order, by his pen, by his hand, like people they gonna feel some type of way. 
I experience paranoia. Like, okay, a fun fact for people who are deployed, burn your your uh, your home addresses because people who work on the base, they take it, they sell it to the insurgents. They send propaganda to your parents saying you got captured and killed and all that. They just mess with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is what happens. Like the third, they call TCN, uh, the third company, yeah, yeah, yeah. country nationals or whatever. Yeah. Even though they're getting paid decently, still not enough. They sell that information. So, um, yeah, and people they they hold grudges. Like even while we were active duty, we had bounties on our heads. Like for. Yeah. You know, for, 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 I'm talking about for us, security forces and, and infantry grunts, our, our heads were worth around 50k. You know, mm. the spec up guys are a lot more. But do you have uh, any veteran license plates or anything? No, I remember how I feel about all that stuff. I don't either, exclusively because it's like I see guys with the, you know, the Iraqi campaign medal. Cool, I got a piece of, uh, I got a piece of that too. But I don't put it on there because even myself, I don't feel like it was a glorious campaign. And I'm not going to because there's other there's Iraqi people in America, you know, and that, uh, I can go on and on. And I got that. Yeah, like, you know how I felt about it. I've always felt that way. Just live my life. Don't bring it up unless it comes up. But kind of I mean obviously we're on this program so they know but still like I don't go advertising it when I'm out and about um just the fact that if if anybody gets a chance watch that uh movie what's the name of it I think it was vice vice president or VP or something like that with um the same people that directed uh the big short when they talked about the economic um collapse in 2008 you saw my Chinese movie yeah, that movie. I think I just saw that. It, now, who played it? Was it Christian Bale? Yes. So excellent film. Oh man, we, got, I, we can I, talk I, about that. Yeah, I highly recommend people watch that, and that will put everything into perspective. The way that was done and using brilliant. facts in that movie. Ah, man, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean. Cam knows how I feel about these wars. A lot of them pretty much are unjust. I mean, the only, when's the last just war that we had, to be honest? If we're being honest, what, World War II? <sighs> like, just war. Like, think about it. If you want it, I'm, I'm sure there was, there's reason beyond literary. Well, yeah, suppose in retaliation for Pearl Harbor, absolutely. But my understanding, there was some instigation and there was some delayed in preparedness and how you say relaying intelligence about the Japanese invasion. So still did we, it's almost, again, I wasn't there, but from little research that I gathered, it could have been better defended against or, yeah, but let's disagree on World War II. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, everything else is something else led to us getting involved. But it wasn't directly us. Like, it was either through, I don't know, an ally or just... Uh, like Ukraine. 
Yeah, maybe the Korean, Vietnam no, no, War. I'm like, saying like Ukraine, like what's going on now. Oh, yeah, that's like true. some sort of foreshadowing to that. Oh, Ukraine, yeah. and now we get involved in another military conflict. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as far as but yeah, that movie really messed my head up when I watched that. Cheney, yeah, I was like, oh, I really didn't know, because you gotta think we were in when that was happening, so you're it not, was. you don't know until you get out. You're like, what? That's what was going on. So it then you start reliving. All... Oh no, no, go ahead. Now I said, now you are, you start reliving all those, uh, those briefings, those missions. Like you start reliving. You going backtracking. Like, wait a minute. That's why they was to oh, you start connecting the dots. But they so. are. Uh, it's funny how those films can trigger that, and it yeah. does fill in some gaps. But yeah, it messed with. Uh, it kind of messed with, with, with me, man. But it was a good. Um, I really think it was a great film worth seeing. And for those people who are outside the, the realm of military conflict it will give you more insight yeah and the, the biggest thing I guess you could, you could take away is that while America has this this altruistic they want to appear all altruistic and, and, and virtuous and stuff and it is it's, it does a lot of great but it too is a double edged sword and it, it, it has its collateral damage. It has its dark side, so to speak. Let's see, hold on. I got some comments from my moms on here. Hold on. Let's see real quick. Mom said, uh, definitely encourage our kids to go to trade schools more so. Yeah, we talked about that. STEM, tech, medical, trade. Yeah, we already talked about that. Kanye West sings, the new slaves is heading in our direction. I'm trying to. What you say that one more time. Kanye sings. I guess the song "New Slaves." I haven't listened to any new Kanye forever. Um, is heading in our direction. I don't know. She had to clear that one up. Yeah. Um, yeah. My uncle walked around. Yeah, my uncle walked around. I guess one of my uncles used to wear a hat, saying he was a Vietnam veteran. Mm -hmm. Um, that's common. Yeah, like those guys don't bother me. Like those old school wars don't really bother me as much. I feel like our conflicts are a lot different. Like you can clearly see the difference um, in our conflicts. No veteran should be, you know, ashamed of their, you know, their military heritage. True. One, like that's something that I struggle with and I live with it. I participated in it. Yeah. In ignorance, you know, I'm a bit more enlightened now. You know, uh, as as a result, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> while wars have their, their their negative side, everything is objective. You have to view everything objectively. There's no thing that is just good, that is just yeah. perfect. It's, war has its negative side, but you know, our best we participated, we did a service to the country even if it meant keeping your gas cheap for you know for the summer like we, we, we did our part but or making pharmaceuticals cheaper you know i digress uh next you know, topic <laughs> uh you know, does 90 of people... adults in afghanistan 
We know. Uh, Slide up close. Um, does owning nuclear weapons make a nation state a superpower? <sighs> you know, we've gone back and forth about this all three seasons. It's a little bit different now, but all right, you take it away. <laughs> I am too. This is this. We are truly in a parallel universe because I never thought I would be saying these words. But I think if all nations had nuclear weapons, that and you have to negotiate with a nation that has a nuclear weapon. Now that North Korea is nuclear armed, the uh, I don't know if it was Russian or Chinese interference that aided them along the way, but we can't just go in there and kick them around like we do Syria, Iraq, and other nations. You get a diplomacy card. I think having a nuke is a diplomacy card. And if everyone had it, you're, 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 you're a superpower in my book because you're now on a level of diplomacy. Um, that did throw me for a loop when you sent me that interview. I was like, huh, I never looked at it that way. But then I started really thinking about it. I was like, okay. Yeah, it makes, it actually kind of makes sense because for you to have nuclear weapons, you have to have economy, you have to have trade, you have to have all this stuff going on to even get to that. So I'm like, okay, actually, now that I sit back, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So it's it's the same thing with the gun control argument if everybody has a gun you're less likely to shoot up a place because everybody has one the same thing with nukes if everybody has a nuke you're definitely less likely to try to push that button i agree no it's like i want to inject further like you should not be uh, or maybe it's not injection it's clarification and having nuclear weapons it's not just a one button and then missiles launch there's a lot of coordination involved so like there is a, a thought experiment about vladimir putin giving the orders to fire a nuclear missile and the potentiality of how do you say if the order's down channeling and where would it stop or could it stop like at the first general who's like oh hell no i got children i agree with this shut that down yeah don't, put, don't fire those nukes like, yeah. it's, it's not, we need to make that abundantly clear that one person cannot just push a button and nukes fire. It takes That's coordination. And when yeah. we're talking about mutually assured destruction, there may be some hiccups in a way preventing those nukes from going off. And that's the other thing to consider. Like, okay, say the superpowers, I don't know, China, US, all right, we tired of this. Bloop, bloop. Nobody else is gonna be around. <laughs> like, if you really think about it, like everybody launched their stuff, nobody's gonna be around. Like, it makes no sense well, in the grand scheme of things. Here in that scenario where I mentioned, and this, I'm this is all entertainment. We're not spreading propaganda or yeah. yell at none of that stuff. But in this this thought experiment, a world leader is a psychopath, okay, male, but they're terminally ill. They have no children, or their children don't mess with them, whatever. They're terminally ill. They're like, oh, well, if I got to go, I'm going to take the whole world with me. Mm-hmm. That is is the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. In as which we would have to 
rely or depend upon a sane thinking officer, military officer, or someone who can stop that order from being carried out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely a, a great example of, <laughs> yeah, not caring anymore. Um, so, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what? I'm not that. saying that's what's occurring in Russia, but that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. Biden could lose his, his marbles and be like, start just picking targets. I look at him and wonder, is he going to make it through his first turn, to be honest? Like, not wishing anything on him, but just age-wise. Well, I thought the blueprint was, because Kamala can only do a total of eight years as, uh, you know, or is it ten? She can do a total of ten. It was something weird, yeah, if he was a step down. he has to get two years and transition and take those, those final two. And then she could do her own four and then another four and have a total of 10. Hence yeah. the decade of Kamala. But it's all entertainment. We're not yeah. right. Um, last thing. Oh, well, last two things, topics. What if employers could see your certification results on a global, global leaderboard? So how does that play out compared to like, you already have LinkedIn. So what would be different when you ask this question? So, Take me as a prime example. I am AWS certified as a cloud practitioner. However, I failed the test the first time. And then the next time I passed, I probably got like a 79 or 80, somewhere Mm -hmm. around. But while I meet the criteria, because the box is just check that box, you have have that certification. An employer would not know if you pass by the skin of your teeth or if you know if you're at the top of your class now when you're going to this thought experiment you're you have to go in objectively right i mean you can't be biased one way or another so i'm Mm -hmm. going out with in the future you and me upgrade america media company fortune 100 we want the best of the best yeah we want the person who just barely got certified they check that box or they're the top of their class so the question is if certifications be like i don't know let's pick a like cybersecurity. there's yeah. a ethical certified ethical certified hackers uh-huh. do i want the guy who got the, the 69 and you only needed like a 65 to pass or do i want the gal who got the the hundred percent and this to have that leaderboard perhaps people would go at it harder Mm. and then it's a it's a matter of pride to know like yo i am ranked in the world as the number one blah 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 blah, whatever you yeah and it will be a further selling point as we deviate from these how do you say from these universities who oh i went to harvard so give me a million dollars what can you do for me oh well i can count to three no opposed to someone who's there the best of the best in their class and i think if you can we have a system like that on the blockchain then we can get away from the reliance upon these universities that are are enslaving people with debt and driving lawmakers crazy to talk about forgiving student debt and all that stuff that's another episode what do you think man Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I was listening to that shit like, hey, ooh, ah, man. 
because I have too been there where I failed and then passed, didn't make that high, but I got it. Um, huh, okay. Although I agree with where you're going with it, mm-hmm. you cannot account for experience when you're actually doing what you got certified for. You can't really account for somebody's aptitude and ambition once they've passed that. So, for example, right? Get all my certifications. I passed all of them with a seven. But then I start working and learning and growing. Now, when because you got to recertify on all this stuff too. Yeah. Now I'm blowing these out of the water, like because now I have the actual hands-on, on-the-job training, on-the-job experience. So. And some people just test way better, right? And some people are way better practically. And I can just say for me, if I see it and do it, I got it. Versus testing, yeah, I probably test decent. I probably test all right for the most part. I love tests just for the challenge mentally. I'm like kind of weird like that. Even if I don't know what it is, I still like tests. But that don't mean for certain topics I don't test well. But I'll give you an example. When I tried to go for UPS years ago, before I got my other job, um, I did the testing. I was going through everything, failed, right? I said, just put me on the practical stuff. I guarantee I can do it, right? Nah, I washed out. Next job I got, similar to that, once I did the practice, nailed it. Got the practical stuff, did all the training, boom, no, no issues. Nailed that. It, it was like a it was a learning curve like the first year. After the first year, took off. I had that thing down to a science. So that's the only part I would push back on because you never know somebody's potential until they get into that situation. I'm not proposing this for old jobs. Mm-hmm. But if it's your dream job and it's a, it's a high paying job, like one, you should be a subject matter expert in there. But another reason I project this because it's like the the dream workforce that I have to incorporate diversity would be blind. Meaning mm-hmm. you don't have to know a person's name because people get discriminated just because of their name. Absolutely. So workforces, you would be held to the merit of your accomplishments. The testing is one. At the same time, if you have a, a really established portfolio of the things you accomplished as well, like mm-hmm. that too. But the workforce is changing and we have to find ways to keep it one diverse and 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 level the playing fields and I, for me i think that would be one way to do it that would be interesting i'm not opposed to it i just said i would just say you got to definitely be mindful because speaking for myself having to work and go to school full time and maintain a household. And this is not you want. This is just me, right? There's not no kids, no nothing, right? You're more than likely. I'm not saying everybody. Your grades are not going to be that high when you're testing. You're you're trying to get through this thing because you see the reward. You're on a time crunch because we're getting older. Let's be honest. Mm. All these things are factors, your environmental factor. Now, give an example, like rent has gone up like crazy, just for example. So you don't, I'll put it this way, you don't have as much time to say study like somebody 
fresh out of high school, living with their parents, got all the time in the world to study this subject matter. Well, then let's 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 stay on that then, right? Again, okay. you're the boss. You're the boss. Uh-huh. If someone's coming at you with all those those excuses, then it's like this position is not for you because it's a demanding position. And if mm-hmm. you have your family stuff that's bothering you, you got your school stuff that's bothering you, then we got it. We these are there's no excuses in the corporate world. Is you can either manage it or you can't. So I don't know. I push back. No, those usually are the best employees are the ones with families with kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying there's a difference between an 18 year old fresh out of high school, or whatever, going for say ethical hacker versus somebody changing careers, transitioning because their job got phased out, whatever and they're getting into it, that's a whole different, they already more than likely got a mortgage, got this, this, and this. So it's a different situation. That's the only pushback I have. You don't know the yeah. person's potential until they get in there. Right now I'm managing World War III. I'm working full time. I have a newborn baby daughter. I do a, the best podcast in the world. And I'm studying for my PMP, for my project yeah. management certification. And all the things you listed, those are no, they're, they're not excuses for failure. They're not, I can't say, oh, well, this and this, so I cannot, I cannot, I cannot excel and, and, and you know, accomplish my goal. They're, they're not excuses for myself. And I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't allow them to be excuses very much. Yeah. Like, I agree. I'm just saying everybody's situation different. And I can speak for myself, like I've just been pushing the limits as well. Like I've been having to push through personal stuff just to get these goals accomplished and stuff like that. It's possible, definitely. You definitely can thrive. I've seen the opposite too, like you said. They got all that and they're blowing these tests out of the water, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you're not wrong on what you're saying. I'm just saying you would have to be very careful with that. that measure, that metric. And you, like you said, it's very job dependent, depends on the position. Yeah, because I'm speaking from the IT sector. And yeah, yeah. the test is not necessarily pick A, B, C, or D. It can be very well, you know, code this, uh, code X amount of lines of codes and and how much in X amount of time. But the thing is, while I'm just throwing, we're doing the thought experiment, to mm-hmm. all our upgraders out there, the game is getting harder. As more and more people yes. are born, more and more people are competing. And if you are not bettering yourself every chance you get, then you, you, you're, you're going to lose. Life is a competition. Like, True. you want equality, you want all these things, but it's not. Only <laughs> the strong survive. You got to get strong mentally. You got to get strong physically, spiritually as well, because faithful will get you where you need to be. Facts. And nice segue to the last question. How are you upgrading yourself, sir? Man, (laughs) I am just, everything is a way to upgrade myself. Working on this mechanical challenge, the electric motorcycle, like feeding, learning to work with my hands more, but also learning to, to work with you know, expand my mind, learning, and then being physically fit is, it's, continue, just keep moving. You will never reach perfection, but you should always just keep striving to get as close as you can. 
and to upgrade yourself as long as you're you're still moving you're still learning you're still being active then consider that an upgrade i'm with you on that going for all my it search as we're talking about um man my homeboy shout out to uh chris harris grew up carolina swamp fox a43 also uh airman um he did repair on uh, i think he repaired on warfighters salute um he brought up something interesting we had a conversation he said man i he said i haven't restarted my life like five times and i thought about i thought about like playing video games hitting the reset button I'm like, yo, how many times have we reinvented ourselves? Like, it's amazing. Like, especially since we've been out. Like, how many times? I couldn't even count on one hand, but it's like <laughs> the fact that you're doing it is a rebirth. Yeah. Reinventing yourself. Think about it. It's a rebirth, rejuvenating yourself. And then all the the, the skills that we have acquired, like, yes, to some extent, we are very proficient with, with weapons from our, our career field and security forces, as well as the skills that came with that. But the skills and knowledge we acquired between that is, it's, it's a lot, man. Like, I, and, I give the example. Well, go ahead, I'll let you finish your thought. I got an example. Oh, no, I'm just saying, it's, it, it's just remarkable how people can continue to change. If you really want to, you can continue to change. And, and that is all, that's the game, man. You don't just, hey, I got here and become a stone and don't move. Because even the stones are still moving internally on the molecular level. But you got to keep moving, bro. Please, yeah. over to you. Nah, I just thought about it. So you're talking about like our journey from when we got out to now, right? I've been in almost every industry sector, right? So I've been in textiles. I've been in logistics. I've been warehouse. I've been in hospitality, retail. I'm trying to think what else. Did you do medical? Uh, huh? Any medical? I haven't been in medical. That's like the only thing. I think medical and something else. Uh, what other sectors would it be? Uh, well, I mean, government, law enforcement. So, done those. Military. So, did that. So, man, that's a lot of sectors. Yeah, medical, I think, is the only one I haven't been in. I was going to school for that. And then it was like, I just changed majors a bunch of times if something i got out of the medical career field transitioning from there because i had fun in combat lifesaver mm -hmm. but then i was like i was like maybe i would want to do this and then i'm like no it's it because one thing i knew was certain for the future is technology is going to continue to grow but yo i know you got a hard stop and this yeah. is uh, the, the sun is shining. It's freaking lovely on my end. But to yeah, all our operators out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Be blessed. Take care of one another. If you own a firearm, be responsible. With Absolutely. It. But yeah, over to you, bro. Um. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to let's see, Holistic Traveler Moms. Who else is on here? Uh, I saw somebody else. Shout out to Be More. Another defender. Um, we up in here. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm just scrolling through real quick on IG Live. Sorry, man, I didn't pop you on here or whatever. We're trying to make this short today. I got something I got to do. Um, yeah, I was Popo, a holistic traveler in the Air Force. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, 
that's it, man. We hope you enjoy. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the thought experience. We really try to push ourselves is upgrading our mentalities to different ideas, like challenge each other. Um, and America is a melting pot that's supposed to be for everybody to consume the abundance of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's what we're trying to get to an upgrade America. That we're really trying to get to that. Um, it's only there for a few. We need it for all. That's the whole point of our country. So Indeed. that's what we're doing. That's our mission. Yo. Peace, world. Peace. Catch you on the next one. All right, IG.